Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Wonderful. Turn your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter number one. Today I want to begin a special series which I call A Closer Walk with Jesus. A Closer Walk with Jesus. All right. I want to begin a new series called A Closer. I've just finished a series on permanence. All right. Why you must be a permanent member of the church. Now, I want to move to a new series called A Closer Walk with Jesus. My prayer is that as we go through this series, our relationship and our walk with Jesus will be sweeter. Our walk with him will be closer. Ephesians chapter 1, I'm still waiting. Our walk with him will be closer in the name of Jesus. You will walk closer with Jesus. I say you will walk closer with Jesus. Wonderful. Ephesians chapter number one. We are reading from verse number one. All right. The Bible says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus and, the, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Verse two. It says, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's, let's all read it together. Please put it up there again. Verse 1 and 2. Let's all read it. If you are at home, also read with me. Say, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Say amen. Amen. Wonderful. We're just going through this, but I just want to start with these two verses for today. The Bible says Paul, the writer of this letter, introduces himself as Paul. So we all know that this was not written by Jacob Zuma or Nelson Mandela. All right, let's let's at least establish that before we go forward. This is not written by your school principal. Okay, this is written by Paul. Now, who is Paul? He introduces, he says, I am an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. He says, what I'm doing or who I am, I am it by the will of God. Now, it's important to note at this point that we must all, what we must all endeavor to do is to be in the will of God. It's more important to be in the will of God than to be in America. It's more important to be in the will of God than to be in the university. It's more important to be in the will of God than than to get a job. Hallelujah. So he says, I am, so I, 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 Paul, am an apostle by the will of God. So let us all endeavor to find the will of God for our lives and to walk in it and to operate in it. Hallelujah. 
it's more important to be in the will of God than to be in the church. Hallelujah. So let's find God's will and let's all walk in it. I continue. It says, to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So Paul tells us who he's writing this letter to or who he's giving these instructions to. He says, I'm giving this instruction to the saints which are at Ephesus. Ephesus is the name of a place. Okay? So you can say, to the saints which are in Peter Marisbeck, to the saints which are in KwaZulu-Natal, to the saints which are in South Africa. So that, that's what the scripture is saying. I'm writing to the church or to the church at Ephesus. Hallelujah. And he says, I'm writing to the saints, which means he's not necessarily writing to the mayor or to the politicians or to the rich people. He's writing to the saints, those who are in the church. He says, those are the people I'm writing to. So the first category of people I'm writing to are the saints which are in Ephesus. It means the people who are in the church. Hallelujah. That's why this morning I'm not giving this, this message. I'm not preaching this message to parliament. Because this letter was not written to parliament. It was written to the saints at Ephesus. The Christians who are in the church. He says, those are the people I'm writing to. Hallelujah. And he says, to the faithful in Christ Jesus. I want to start from there. In Christ Jesus. So he says, although I am writing to the church, I am writing to those who are in Christ Jesus. Which presupposes that you can be in the church and not be in Christ Jesus. It's a sad reality, but it's the truth. There are many people sitting in churches who are not in Christ. They are in church, but they are not in Christ. Can I get an encouraging amen? There are people in the church, but are not in Christ, or who are not in Christ. So it says, I'm writing to the church, to the saints who are in the church of Ephesus, or in the church of Peter Marisbeck, or in the church of Deban, who are faithful in Christ, which means there are people, there are saints in the church or people in the church who are not in Christ. Hallelujah. One day, a guy in church went to see Jesus, John chapter 3. And when he went to see Jesus, he had a lot of nice things to tell Jesus. Jesus was the pastor of the church. Usually, when, as a pastor, when people come to see me, they say a lot of nice things. So I don't let people's sayings move me much. If you are a pastor moved by people's sayings, you will do something that you are not supposed to do. Because I've heard people say so many things. Somebody has even told me before that I, I, I would, I don't know how he said, we're in Deban. This is about maybe 13 years ago or 10 years ago. He said, I would die with you. Something to, to, that, to that conclusion. I would die with you. I said, brother, do you, I asked him, we're standing by a combi. I asked him, do you know where I would die? <laughs> yeah. So if you are moved by what people say, you will be surprised. But this guy, okay, let's read. Bible says, John chapter 3 verse 1, it says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, thou art a man of God. Thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these things except God be with him. 
So immediately after service, he came to see the pastor. He said, you are a man of God. Look, when you preach, I can, I can hear God himself speaking. I hear the oracles of God when you speak. For no man can preach the way you preach except God is with him. Basically, he was like, if God himself was here, this is how he will preach. Church members can say things, I'm telling you. If God himself is, since I was born, I've never heard anybody preach like the way you are preaching. Jesus said, Jesus was not moved at all. Verse 3, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus just brushed away all the nice things he was saying. He said, look, 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 let's put it aside. Let's just put it aside. One, one, one day I had finished preaching back in the day, you know, and I'd sweated, finished preaching, then a guy came to see me. When he came to see me, it was those days that we were using slides. Do you remember projector? It's like that one, you put the thing there, then it will come a light. Do, in do were you born at that time? Just the days of the slides. Look, after church, he came to see me when he says, oh, man of God. Look, in, in those days, people didn't used to call me man of God. I was very young. I was very slim. I was slender. People usually don't call me man of God. The closest thing they would say is uh, booty. But he came to see me. He said, man of God. Look, when he said man of God, I, I began to feel the spirit of the Lord moving in a certain way. Man of God. He said to me, I can see the effort that you are making in the ministry. I'm like, oh, just 30 minutes preaching already, you can see the effort? He said, the Lord has laid it on my heart to buy a projector for the church. I said, wow. Man of God. He said, I'm traveling. I'll be back over the weekend. When I come back, I will bring you a projector. I said, wow. In those days, if somebody... Pro- Look, my church members couldn't even give offerings. How much was somebody promising you a projector? When he left, then I found out that he was a drug dealer. I called him. I said, brother, thank you for the projector, but you keep it. Okay, keep it. Yeah. Keep it. God bless you. Keep it. So, Jesus brushed what he said. I said, verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. Your nice words don't mean anything. Your presence in the church doesn't mean anything. If you are not in Christ... Then Nicodemus asked him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. If you are not in Christ, you can't enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus continues to say, that which is born of the spirit is spirit, and that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Marvel not. He said, do not. He said to the member of the church, oh, he was a big man in the church. He said to him, do not be surprised that I'm saying to you, you must be born again. 
John 3, 7. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born. Don't be surprised that this morning as you have come to church or as you are watching me, I am insisting that you must be born again. Don't be surprised. Do not be surprised that I'm insisting that you must be born again or else you will go to hell. Matthew 7, 22, Jesus said, in that day many shall come to me and say, Lord, Lord, we did many wonderful works in your name, but I will say unto you, or I will profess unto them, depart from me, I do not know you, ye workers of iniquity. Look, one day we will all die, and when we die, and we come before Jesus. It will, the main question will be whether you are in Christ or not. It's not because you, are, you whether you have been in the church or you have not been in the church. Whether you were singing in the church or you were not singing. Or whether you were paying tithe. Or, no, no, no. It will be were you born again or not. Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. And after that judgment. Jesus said to you, don't be surprised that I'm telling you that you must be born again. Usually, salvation messages, people expect that we preach them at crusades. But there are many people sitting in the church who are not born again. They are in the church. That's why Paul said, I'm writing to the saints who are in Christ. So, there are people sitting in the churches, in the church who are not. There are even pastors preaching who are not born again. They are not in Christ. Who are not in Christ. And my mother used to take me to church, so I was born in the church. It's not being in Christ. If you are not in Christ, you will go to hell. It doesn't matter. We can all be in the church together. You will go to hell. Except you in the name of Jesus. No, it's not about saying amen. It's about giving your life to Christ. The same amount of faith you are using to say amen, use that faith to give your life to Christ. Luke chapter 16. We look at an interesting story of a guy, two people who were in the same place. One went to heaven. One went to hell. Two people. Luke chapter 16. We are reading from verse 19. The Bible talks about this. The Bible says there was a certain man which was clothed in, fine, in purple and fine linen who fed sumptuously every day. And there was a poor beggar named Lazarus who was at the rich man's table desiring to eat from the crumbs that fell from his table. Moreover, who was full of sauce. And moreover, the dogs came and licked his sauce. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. The next verse says, but in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Father Abraham afar off. And he cried to Father Abraham, he said, Father Abraham, help me. Please send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger to cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Now, this is a beautiful story. We all read Lazarus and the rich man always, but it should reveal something to us. Two people existed at the same time. In the same place. This could be the church of Ephesus. This could be the church of Peter Marisbeck. This could be the church of South Africa. They existed at the same time. One of them had secured himself. The other had not secured himself. 
I remember I told you a story of, of a story that Bishop tells all the time of some boys who were coming from the nightclub. As they were coming from the nightclub, they were driving, going home and everything. One of them said, oh, let's listen to some music. So he, he just took one of the, those were the days of CDs and cassettes. and those. So he just turned on the music and then when he pressed play, suddenly there was a preacher on. I mean, they were from the nightclub. They had been dancing all night long and grooving and drinking and fooling around. But when he turned on the, the, the CD player, there was preaching. There was a pastor preaching. So all the boys were surprised. So they asked the owner of the car, where from this? He said to them, look guys, as for me, I'm securing myself. I am securing myself. Yes, it's true. We go to the club together. Yes, it's true. We fool around together, but I am securing myself. Church of God, if you don't secure yourself, you will sit in the church and end up like this rich man. The rich man didn't secure himself. So what happened is that Although Lazarus was a poor beggar there, he died eventually. He, when Lazarus died, angels came to carry him. Lazarus had taken a funeral policy with an angel's funeral policy. But the rich man, he was with Afbob. He was with Afbob. So when he, was, when he died, he was just buried. But when he, he, he had a shock of his life, as soon as he died, he was buried. He woke up, he was in hell. But Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom. Lazarus, he was in Abraham's bosom. But the rich man was in. You must be in Christ, I'm telling you. Whoever is watching me, wherever you are watching me from, it's important for you to be in Christ. It's, imp- it's, it's the most important decision of your life. The most important decision of your life is not... Sometimes you see people, people are in church for different reasons. If you are not born again... When you die, you will go to hell. I'm not saying it. It's from the Bible. If I had to come up with a, a theory or something, I would say, oh, look, even if you die, you are not born again, they should take you to some type of um, purgatory or some, some place on the side, like a rehab. Do you get it? Or take you to a place, beat you a little. Not too much, just a little. Do you get Give you a few slaps because sometimes... You, you, you didn't take life seriously. So, beat you a little. Then when you, it's like when you write matric and you don't pass. Do you get it? It's like they give you a chance to do a reset. So, take you to a special place, slap you a few times, get you to do a rehab. Then you come back. Do you see? Then you are giving maybe some three months to do a reset. Do you see? Then this time, if you give your life to Christ, even to just make a difference between those who gave their life to Christ at the first time, first attempt. And they said, so they don't bring you into the main heaven. They just put you maybe, you see, at the side, you know, in the corner there somewhere. Or even the, the township, the township of heaven. They put you there, you know, just be in the township, but at least be in heaven. Yeah, just you be in heaven, but you won't be at where the king, Jesus, and co at. But you just be at where um, maybe this type of Noah, Noah, um, something, this type of wild guys in the Bible, where they are. Just be around that side, but don't go to hell. If I was writing it, 
If I was right there, I would say, okay, maybe they should even allow you to pay some money. If as a church, we raise some money to support and pay a little, a little money to support so that they can even just allow you. Do you see, to come to, but I didn't, Jesus himself said, you will go to hell. You will go to hell. You will go to hell. But you, you, you will think that when everybody is sitting in the church, they are in Christ. It's not true. Some people come to the church for different reasons. Some people come to the church because they are looking for wives. Somebody has told me, I've heard that your church, there are a lot of beautiful girls there. When I'm ready to marry, I will come to your church. How many of you have heard that before? Yeah, your church, there are a lot of beautiful girls there. All the girls in the church are beautiful. Which girl is not beautiful? Every girl is beautiful. Beauty lies in the eye of the beholder, said the elephant when he stooped down to kiss the pig. Yeah, when the elephant looked at the pig, people were saying, why have you chosen the pig? Then the elephant said, beauty lies in the eye of the beholder as he stooped to kiss the pig. Can you imagine an elephant kissing a pig? (laughs) It's fantastic. Yeah. I've heard that. So you see, ladies come to they are looking for a husband. They've gone to their club all over the world, done all kinds of unbelievable things. When they are ready to marry, they say, we are now going to church. We'll find a good man in the church. Yeah, we'll find a Christian brother who has been taking care of himself all over. But from my experience, I've seen that God is also very smart. Because just around the time you also come to look for a Christian brother, by that time, another guy who has also been in the world, being in the world, fooling around. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Then you will see that the person will also arrive at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Look, Jonah 2, the Bible says, and the Lord spake unto Jonah, and he vomited him unto the dry ground. Just when you start coming, God will also speak to the fish. Then the fish will vomit Jonah. Oh, you would think Jonah had come from a camp. No, he was in the belly of the fish. He was in disobedience to God. But God spoke to him at that time. And he, the fish vomited him onto the dry ground. So when you come, you also find Jonah. It's all. <laughs> Jonah, oh, Jonah came just 24 hours before you. One Sunday before you came. Just to come and wait for you. Uh-huh, that's the scripture. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited Jonah. It vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Yeah. Oh, no, from experience, you see, then they come and meet each other. Wild guy. Of course, sometimes you see somebody comes and comes to sweep a very good Christian brother. We see it from time to time. We are not jealous, but I'm saying that it also happens. <laughs> So people come to church for different reasons, but the main reason why you must come to church is so that you will be saved. So that you will be in Christ. So now the question is, how, how am I going to be in Christ? I've told you why you must be in Christ. If you are not in Christ, when you die, I tell you as your pastor, you will go to hell. It's not my wish, but you will go to hell. My wish is that you will, you will accept Christ now. You accept Christ now. How do you accept Christ? Acts 2, Acts 2, 37. 
Bible says, and when Peter had done speaking, they asked, they said, they gathered themselves and said, men and brethren, what then shall we do? And Peter said, repent and be baptized. You will receive the forgiveness of your sin. Look, we have to get to a point where we say, look, it's over. Now I welcome Jesus into my heart. I repent. I bow my knees to Jesus. If you don't, too bad. John 1 verse 11 and 12, the Bible says, and he came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received them, received him to them, he gave power to be the sons of God, even those who believe in his name. Look, it's time to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, so that you will also be in Christ. I read one more scripture on salvation, then we continue. Revelations chapter 12. No, Revelations 20. Let's read Revelations 20. Revelations 20. Let's read maybe verse 11. Let's read that great white throne. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was no place found for them. This is what will happen at the end. Verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is called the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the book of life. According to their works. Look, a day is coming. God is going to come and they are going to open all the books. God has a book that is like a database. It carries everything that everybody does on this earth. So somebody has dealt with you wickedly. You are praying against. Stop. Don't waste your time. God himself is keeping record of it all. In his own time, he will deal with it. Next verse, 13. He says, and the sea gave up the dead, which means those who died in the sea. Those who went swimming, a shark ate them, everything, the sea gave them up. You can't hide anywhere. The sea gave up its dead. And death and hell were delivered up, the dead which were in them. Even death and hell, they gave up the people who had gone into them. And they were judged every man according to their works. Verse 14. We are going to 15, so. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, verse 15. Now look at the interesting thing, verse it says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Go back to 14. You see who are, who are in the lake of fire. It says, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Then look at the addition they put in verse 50. Anybody who was not found in the book of life, anybody who was not in Christ, anybody who is not saved, anybody who is not born again was cast into the lake of fire to go and join death and hell. To go and join them. That's why you must all be in Christ. That's why we must all be in Christ. That's why we must all ensure. That's the thing we must ensure that we are in Christ. Hallelujah. 
Let's go on. Ephesians chapter 1. This is just by way of introduction. I'm telling you clearly who Paul is writing this letter to. Then we can start the journey. So I'm moving you from the various levels of the church. Then we can now start the journey. He says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. I told you, be in the will of God. To the church at Ephesus or the saints which are at Ephesus. So you move into the church. Is that not so? Who are and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So we, start, we started with make sure that you are in Christ Jesus. That's the foundation of everything we are doing. If you are not in Christ Jesus, we have a problem. Now he says, I'm writing to the faithful in Christ Jesus. After you are born again, the next thing you have to do to have a closer walk with Jesus. Remember, that's what I'm talking about. A closer walk with Jesus is that you must be faithful. You must be faithful. You must be faithful. What does it mean to be faithful? To be faithful means you must be dependable. To be faithful means you must be trustworthy. Faithful means you must be reliable. Faithful means you must be loyal. Now, this word loyal triggers off a lot. It's like if you are doing, if it's a lie detector test, when you mention the word loyals, you see spikes. Like everything is stable, stable, stable. Then when you say lawyer, then it... But it's the same word, faithful. As soon as you hear the word lawyer, you see a spike. Boom. Even when I say lawyer, I see the way your heart beat. Boom, once like that. Even blood that was not getting to your toes, it has gone to your toes because of this sudden heartbeat. Overflow. Yeah, overflow. I just got your attention. Yeah, I said... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a pencil, but I can draw your attention. <laughs> I just drew your attention right now. Yeah, but to, when we say somebody is faithful, it means the person is dependable. You come to the church, you see so many undependable people. Yeah, you can't depend on them. You can't rely on them. When they say you are reliable, it means you are regular. To be faithful means to be constant. Constant is you don't change. You are the same all the time. Constant. You don't change. Same all the time. You don't say this here and say that here. I, pe- I really pity pastors. Eh? Not because I'm, I'm a pastor, but I, generally I pity pastors. Because church members say one thing to them. Oh, pastor, you are such a good, you are a pastor, right? Pastor, you are such a good pastor. All the pastors in the world, you are their pastor. You pastor the pastors in a pastoral way. When pastor is not there and they start talking about the pastor, oh, you, if you are there, you, you, you cry for the pastor. Yeah, when you hear people talking about their pastor. When pastor is not there. I've, 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 been, I've been at a place where it's like they were talking about, I was waiting to see the pastor. I was waiting to see the pastor and there were people there talking about the pastor. Look, if I wasn't a pastor, I would have gone home. Because it's like, is this the guy I'm going to see? I might as well go home. See them sticking. Hey. Pray for pastors, so I'm telling you. And my prayer is that one day all of you become pastors so that you can stop talking about pastors.
and stop talking, start talking about yourselves. Yeah. He said, when you see them, they're having lunch. You'll say that pastor, that tall pastor. Hmm. I don't want to say anything but me. My thoughts are in my head. I look. Hmm. God himself will punish him. Hey! When you hear them talking about the pastor, you will be surprised. Yeah. But they are not constant. I, I don't see Lizzie and then I say, oh, Lizzie is a good guy. Then when Lizzie is not there, I tell another person, Lizzie is a very bad person. No. He's, he's good, but not all the time. Around 12 o'clock, you don't want to see him. No. Constant. If I tell you A, I see the next person, I'll tell the person A about you. Same. That's what it means to be loyal. Constant. Constant. To be, reg- to, to be regular. Regular means you occur at, in a certain pattern or in a certain regularity. Do you get or a certain consistency? That's it. Sometimes you have people sitting in the church, they are regularly irregular. Regularly irregular. Regularly irregular means you can predict their irregularity. <laughs> yeah. You have people who are regularly regular, which means the person is regular. That's regular. Then regularly irregular. Then irregularly irregular. Hey! If you do a little economics, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, regularly irregular, which means you know that, look, that thing, it comes, but you can't, you can't rely on it. Yeah, it comes once a month. Meanwhile, it's supposed to come four times a month. It comes once a month. That is regularly irregular. That irregularly irregular means you can't even tell when it will come. Yeah, when it comes, you thank God. But you have people in the church like that. Irregular all the time. They are not loyal. Says, this letter I'm writing to people who are faithful. People who are regular. People who are constant. People who don't change. Bible talks about Jesus. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. He doesn't change. The way he is, that's the way he is. Regularly regular. Doesn't change. Constant. Doesn't change. How many of you will want to marry a, a, a sister then after you have after three years of marriage then now she has changed she has changed in the house she has become a monster in the house even when they don't change it some way how much more when they change yeah even when they don't change it's some way how much more when they change Hey, Pastor, but when I married, my wife was a slim. Now it's like a big. It used to be a Coca-Cola bottle. Now it's like a, a two-liter bottle. <laughs> it's still a Coca-Cola. I said it's still a Coca-Cola. It's still a Coca-Cola. You just have more Coca-Cola at a go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. But faithfulness. As we close, let's look at the scripture. Three areas God expects you to be faithful. I start from. So God is expecting you to move from becoming a saint in the church and being in Christ and becoming somebody who's faithful. Those are the three levels God is expecting you to move through. Now, when you are faithful, what are the three areas God is expecting you to be faithful? Luke chapter 16. The same Luke chapter 16 where we saw the rich man and Lazarus. Luke chapter 16. We read from verse 10. 
10 to 12, just some quick scriptures and then we go. It says, he that is faithful in least or in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in that which is least is unjust in also in much. This is the first area. How does God see a faithful man? This is it. Because Proverbs 20 verses, Bible says, most men will proclaim all their own righteousness, but a faithful man who can find. He says, if you ask, are you faithful? Everybody will say, I'm faithful to the T. No problem. But a faithful man is not easy to find. So he says, the one who's an... Where, where have you gone to? Verse, verse 10, let's be in 10. It's just 10, 11, 12, and we are done. Verse 10 says, he that is faithful in that which is least. That which is least refers to small things. Things that are small. Things that are not big. Things that are not grand. Things that are not mighty. Small things. Small things. The same person will be faithful in much. So if you want to see whether somebody will be just see how he handles small things. How he handles small things. How he handles small, 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 small opportunities. Small, before I was made the pastor of this church, I used to be a shepherd of just two people. Just watch these two people. Yeah, two people. These are your people. Faithful with them. Then I got a chance to be a shepherd of six people. Be their shepherd. I remember when I became a ministry shepherd, my, my ministry had only six people. Six people, including myself and my assistant. Now, my assistant was the one who was supposed to be the shepherd. And I was supposed to be his assistant. But it so happened that his work schedule was such that he was so busy. So, by default, I became, I, I, it's like you are the one who's there. So, you just do the work. But the days that he's around, then you take the back seat. Then he becomes the shepherd. And it so happens that he was almost never there. So, I was left with four people. Shepherded them regularly, 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 consistently. Even to the point that when I went to the university, I went to the I went to university in another town, which was about a two-hour two hour drive from where the church was. I used to come back myself on Thursday to come and follow them up. Yeah, I'd gone to the university. I didn't know how to handle it because the first time I was going to invest, I had not gone to invest before. So my first time of going to invest, I didn't know what to do with the members. So I would come on Thursdays to follow up everybody. Then Friday, I will sleep at my assistant's house. Then Friday dawn, I'll pick a bus back to school. Until one day, my, my pastor realized that ah, this is what I am doing. So then he called me and said, no, 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 no. Don't do that. You are now in school. Just focus on the church in school. We will take care of the members who are here. That's how come I stopped. But for about two months, that's what I was. Every Thursday, I'll come myself. Come and visit this one. Encourage this one. Visit this one. Were you in church on Sunday? I can't be there on Sunday. I have to go to church on campus on Sunday. But I'm pretty sure you were in church. Visit all four members. All of them. I used to travel. The pastor couldn't believe it. Travel and go and come like that. Few sheep. This is why God chose David to be king. 
When David came to the war front to come and give food to his brothers who were at war, they asked, the brothers asked, said, what are you doing here? And what have you done with those few sheep? Few sheep. But David was caring for the few. It was caring for the few sheep that a lion came to attack the sheep and took one. And he went, he killed the lion to bring the sheep back. Then a bear came to attack another one. Then he went to kill the bear. Just the few sheep. And God, that's where he was sitting when he wrote, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. That psalm that we always say, that's from taking care of the few sheep. That's how God sees that you will be faithful. Many of us are waiting for a big opportunity. Then when we get that big opportunity, we will show our skills. But God is looking at you with a small opportunity. A small opportunity. Sometimes you get a job. It's not like you, the main job you are looking for. Show yourself faithful. It's all, that's why when you write your CV, you put the old jobs that you did on it. I was here, I worked for here for this number of years, I worked for here for three, I worked for this person. I, they put it all on your CV. They want to see how faithful you have been. That's why they always ask you this question. Where do you see yourself in five years? They want to see whether you'll be faithful with them. They say, oh, um, anyway, uh, my, um, my, uh, my plan is to work with Unilever. Do you see? So, I am just helping you for some Three months. Then after the three months, I will go to Unilever. Immediately say, oh no, you can't be here. You can't be here. You cannot be here. I applied for a job. I went for an interview. When I went for the interview, um, as they, I made a mistake. That time I was a novice. <laughs> so I put all my qualifications on the, on the application. So when I got the interview, then they look at me and say, ah. But you have this, you have that. Why? Why are you coming to work here? And I thought it was obvious. I mean, we are all hungry. We have to eat. We have to work. Yeah, so why are you coming to work here? I said, oh, I was looking for a job. I saw the advert and I applied for it. I said, okay, no problem. We will call you. Up to today, they have not called me. Because in their minds, you are too qualified for this job. Why do you want to come and work at McDonald's when you have a degree from UKZN? It means that you are using McDonald's as a stepping stone. No, we won't take you. won't be faithful. As soon as you get a better offer, you will leave. You will leave. Hey, Pastor, finally I've seen the, the, the secret. So I'm, I'm not going to pass the matric. I'm going to just use the fail of the matric to apply. They will also not take you. <laughs> <laughs> so let us be faithful with small things little things the little opportunities sometimes you meet somebody the person today is, today the person is a child the person will not be I remember recently it was my pastor's birthday and I sent him a message I said thank you for not despising me when I first came to your church because I was just this small naughty boy causing all the confusion in the church you didn't despise me you still took me as I am and you had time to grow me today I'm a bishop why am I a bishop because somebody didn't chase me out from the beginning so I said thank you for not chasing because if you had seen me 20 years ago 24 26 years ago as a church member you will not like me in your church at all noisy guy laughing at everybody the first day I heard the pastor preach as he was preaching I was drawing him 
I was just drawing him. When I finish, if you ask me, where are your notes? I'll just show you my notes. I've just drawn the pastor. That's, that's, the, that's the notes. First, first time in the church. My first day, truly, the first day I came to church, I was drawing the pastor. I said, hey, because I've never seen a pastor so animated like that before. So I was enchanted. I said, wow. And I don't know how to draw, so you can imagine how, how the picture looked like. He would have sacked me for that, but he said, no, make time for this one. Today, by the grace of God, something good has come out of Bethlehem. Number two. Number two. Some of these children who are in our children's church, don't, don't look. Maybe they are the next Reinhard Bonkies, they are the next Daggy Ward Millses we are going to have. Don't look down on them. God is looking at how we handle small things. Number two. If therefore ye have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit unto you your trust? True riches. The second thing God expects us to be faithful with is money. Money. God is expecting us to be faithful with money. Many people are not faithful with money. And as soon as you talk about money, people think of tithe and offerings. That's just one. That's just one part of it. You, I mean, as a, Christian, you, you, as a Christian, you must be faithful with your tithe. You must be faithful with your offerings. Nobody must chase you. Nobody must harass you with it. But that's not the only thing. Sometimes your own money. I say your own money. If you are not faithful with it, how, 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 how will somebody commit to you true riches? Sometimes you see people spend money anyhow. You don't know where the next one is coming from, but what you have, you are spent. When you talk, so cash, cash flow, the money must go so that another one must come. No problem. Yeah. Cash, cash in transit. So the car, I, I'm just a spot, like it's in transit. It's coming from here, it's going there. So I'm a transit point, it gets to me and it must go so that the next one can come. Spend money anyhow. Look, lockdown has taught us that we don't need so many things. We don't need. One day I opened my, 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 my wardrobe and I started packing some of my things away during the lockdown season. Because you wear pajamas every day. I was asking myself, why didn't I buy different pajamas? So that I can be changing pajamas because it's the, it's the same pajama. You wear this one and a t-shirt. Then you wear the, the whole day. Where are you going? When you finish body, you wear another t-shirt and pajamas. Even shoes. So those of you ladies who have collected 33 pairs of shoes. 33 pairs of shoes. And you have only a pair of feet to wear. Lockdown has taught us that it makes no difference. Just one or two is okay. I said just one or two. It's okay. But a lot of people are not faithful with even their own money. Your own money that you manage and budget. This is for that. Sometimes we even make a budget. Then we make fun of the budget. You've made a budget. You start, you're on the budget, the money is supposed to be for rent. Meanwhile, you are using it to order pizza. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like pizza today. Sometimes the money is for school fees and you are chowing it. Hunger is coming. 
anger is coming. Sometimes you see we are buying hair that we can't wear to anywhere. Hair, I mean, that's, I mean, look, hair that you can't wear to anywhere. Those who had the boycott, the girls who had the boycotts, in the lockdown, they were free. They were free. Free, 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 free. Because look, you just wash, all you need is soap. Sunlight, Omo, you just wash it, and you are fine. Sunlight and Omo, and you are fine. You don't need any problem, anything again. He says, he that, I'll go back to this next week, he he that is, if therefore you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust true riches? Who? Number three, verse 12. Verse 12, the third area. He says, and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall commit to you, or who shall give to you, or who shall give you that which is your own. Now, uh, this is one common area where people display, display their unfaithfulness. Common. When they are handling something that doesn't belong to them. Watch people with children who are not their children, and watch them with their own children. When they are carrying their own children, they will be singing Tula Baba Tula Tula Baba. When they are carrying somebody, oh, come on, keep quiet. Yeah. See them when they are with something that is for somebody else. How do you drive somebody's car and how do you drive your car? I have seen people drive other people's car and how recklessly they drive it. Sometimes you have not even bought a car before. But you drive the car, you just... Look, one day I was following a guy. He was driving my car, and I was driving a car. And I was following him in the traffic. He didn't know I was following him. Look, when I see some of the overtakings and the swervings, I, be, I, I, I became worried. I, I, I asked myself, are we in a movie? Is it a movie? Is it a Nigerian movie? Is it an action movie? And I was following coolly. I, was, I think I was driving with my children. I said, Daddy, is that not your car? I said, yes, that's my car. It's in a movie. Watch when people use somebody's phone to make a call. And when they use their own phone, I tell you this story and I close when they use their airtime, in the days of airtime, when they use their airtime. Let me tell you this story. I close. I have one minute. I have one minute to close. I close on this story. One day, we were with a guy and we were, we were waiting for his friend and at a point, started, so I said, look, if he doesn't come, we will leave him. So, I asked the guy, call your friend or else I'll leave your friend. So he took his phone. When he dialed the thing and the guy picked, he just, as soon as the guy picked, he said, we believe in you. And he cut the call. So I've been, I was sitting there, I was wondering, what did he say to the guy? We believe in you. So I was, ah, did he say to the guy that we believe in him 
asking like we believe, we have faith in him or we believe. So then somebody explained to me that he's telling the guy that we will believe in you. But the speed with which he said it, we believe in you. Hey! I could even, look. With the speed of light, the guy just appeared. Boom. If I have time, I'll tell you another story. I've just remembered the second one. So, I said, wow. Meanwhile, this same person, if he uses your phone to call. Hello. Hi. How are you? Then, oh, I'm fine, you. No, I said I'm fine, you. Yes, I'm fine, you. Look, the response to how are you is not I'm fine, and you. Do, do, do you get it? I, I see it all. The, how are you? So I'm fine, and you. I said, oh, I'm also fine, and, and you. And you again for what? They'll be, oh, I wanted to tell you something the other day. Even, me, we are waiting for the guy. It's somebody's airtime. I hear when you are using somebody's um, deodorant, the spray. If it's yours, you only press it. If it's not yours, you know, everywhere. Watch how people use things that don't belong to them. Watch how they use things in the church. When they come, the way they use, meanwhile, when they go to their own houses, they don't use their things like that. They are careful, gentle. We line our cable to do recording so that the video can come to you at home. Somebody just can just steps on it. Let's say, okay, the day you step on it, you didn't know that you were stepping on it. Which is also strange because if it was a snake, you will see it. You will make sure you avoid it. But because it's a cable, no problem. You step on it and the thing breaks and the person says, oh, don't step on it. Oh, I don't care. Because it's not yours. Because, and look, this story I'm telling, is something that happened practically. I told you I've been in five of our churches. This is the fifth of our church I'm passing. But this story is from here, Peter Marisberg, live and direct. Step on the cable like that. I tell you, oh, bro- brother, you are supposed to say, I don't care. Because it's not for you. Because it's for somebody else. James, can I have some three more minutes? Good. It's not for you. It's for somebody else. It's not for you. It's for somebody else. It's for the church. Oh, I don't care. And sometimes some of the things that we are using, it's not necessarily for the church. It's people's private things that they have given to us or they have made available to us to use in the church. But you see church, it's just, oh, just, yo, we don't care. It's the church. We don't care. It's the church. Jesus said, watch them. That's how you know whether they will be faithful. That's how you know whether they will be faithful. Look, when I heard the story, my heart broke. The cable that we are using to do church for all of us to benefit. You have stepped on it. But maybe you step on it by mistake. We give you the benefit of the doubt because we don't know what was in your head. Maybe you were thinking about an exam you have written, you didn't pass, and, and then you step on it. After you have been told that, oh, brother, take your foot off. So I don't care. But if it was yours, I'll be holding it gently. Gently. You even bring it to church for us to see. Yours is still in the rubber. The plastic rubber is still at home. One day, I tell you the story, I close. One day I sent a guy to buy eggs. This is my, I, this is my final story. 
I sent the guy to buy me eggs. We didn't have eggs at home. We were living together. There were no eggs at home. And those were the days where, look, everything you have to buy, I have to budget. Everything from the smallest thing. I remember recently I had to pay TV license. Then I remembered, look, back in the day, the way it was difficult for me to pay TV license. So I had my last 50 rands. My last 50 rands. Then I gave to the guy that, oh, please buy six, six, half a dozen of eggs, okay? Half a dozen, six eggs for us to use Tuli. So I gave this guy 50 rand. And, half, and those days were Tabo Mbeki, South Africa. You can go to the shop, three rands, 50, you get six eggs. So this guy went to the shop, came back. The eggs were there. We used it to, my wife used it to make lunch. It was Sunday after church. Used it to make lunch. We all ate and everything. And I was waiting for the change. You know the way when you send people, they have to give you change. And they are not bringing the change. You don't know whether, should you ask them? Should you not ask them? <laughs> you know, because, I mean, if I send you and there's change, don't you know that you have to bring it? Even if you want to take it, you have to ask me. When I send my children, they want to take their change. They ask me, Daddy, can I have this coin? Okay, you can have it. You have to ask me. You don't take it. Us is stealing. So I was waiting. Waiting, waiting, and then eventually, the guy brought me change. So when he brought the change, the change was coins. Meanwhile, I was expecting papers, notes. When he brought the change, it was coins. When I look at the coin, I say, ah. So I started to count. One, two, three, like... 12 runs. So I, I, I started to do the maths. Did I by chance ask him to buy something else? And I've already eaten the egg, so I can't say return it. So, hey. so I, I can say, brother, Imani, Imali, Pelile. Yeah, shorter, eh? Yeah, it's short, right? He said, oh, the eggs. I said, which eggs? He said, the one you sent me to go and buy. I said, where did you buy them? He said, I bought them from Woolworth. I said, what do you mean? I said, what do you mean? You went to Woolies to buy me eggs. And it's not like I'm hosting the president. I'm hosting my wife, my children, and you. But he used my money. So I asked him, if it's your money, would you go to Woolworth to buy? He said, no. I was he was going to buy me Gucci eggs from Gucci designer eggs an egg from Gucci Gucci is written on the egg Prada Prada Gucci egg can you imagine Gucci or Dolce and Gabbana egg that's what he had gone to buy for me I said look I thought you were going to shop right or spa just buy some expired eggs and come let's cook the eggs we'll eat and then we will sleep you have gone to if <laughs> but that's how you know the way people are when they are using something that belongs this church belongs to Bishop Dark Ward Mills I'm pastoring the church for Bishop Dark Ward Mills yeah. you see whether I'm a faithful person by how I pastor it it's not my ministry I didn't send a missionary here to come and start a church he sent a missionary here to come and start a church now I've gotten the chance to be the pastor of the church for how long only God knows but in the season that I'm the pastor of the church I'm just pastoring the church for somebody 
I might as well pastor it faithfully. You will see whether I'm faithful or not by the way I pastor it. I give my everything to it. So this one is not me. You see, look, one day somebody was driving my car. One day I sat in the car and I just opened the locker of the car. And the car had been with the person for a long time. I just thought, tickets, tickets. You know speeding tickets. Tickets. It's like the car had been for Formula One. Tickets upon tickets. Tickets upon tickets. Tickets upon tickets. When I touch this, it's broken. When I touch this, it's broken. So I was asking, as you are driving the car and the things are getting broken, doesn't it occur to you? Even if you can't fix them, why don't you tell me, the owner, that look, the handle is getting... Sometimes, if there's a stain, it's not in the Bible, but it's a truth. It's a stitch in time saves nine. If you went to nursery, they will teach you. A stitch in time saves nine. You see the problem is starting. Instead of mentioning it so that we fix it, you leave it for it to spawn. And now we have to replace the whole thing. But you see, Jesus said, watch all these levels. You will see whether a person is faithful or not. So Paul said, I pour an apostle by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to them which are faithful. In Christ. Next week, we'll now begin the journey itself. My prayer is that you will move from being just a member of the church to somebody who's in Christ. And then from somebody who's in Christ to somebody who's dependable, somebody who's faithful. Then we can now go on this our journey to walk closely with Christ. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close. As we close. Lift your hands and pray for yourself wherever you are and say, Lord, I want to be faithful. Pray for the spirit of faithfulness quickly for a minute or two as we round up. I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful. Help me to be faithful. Let me be faithful with small things. Let me be faithful. Let me be faithful with that which is another man's. Let me be faithful with money. Let me be faithful with unrighteous mammon which is money. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Wherever you are, just pray right now. Pray, Lord, help me. Man, Toba, Se, Kaleba. Kemo, Sotalimo, Sataba. Rapando, Lobos. Kepando, Dadi. Lempando, Kalaba. Kemo, Sipaloba, Se, Tolomos. Kepando, Dadi. Lempando, Kilaba, Kalaba. Bronde, Brebede. Help us, help us, help us, Lord. As we develop a closer relationship with you, as we draw closer to you, Help us to be faithful, Lord. Help us to be faithful, Lord. Help us to be faithful, O God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let us be dependable. Let us be regular. Let us be worthy of trust. Let us be constant. In the name of Jesus. May we be described as people who never change. People who stay the same. People who say the same thing everywhere. We say the same thing and stand by it. Help me, O oh God. 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 Mando Badeka. Kemolobos Kipaloba. Help me, dear Lord. Help me, dear Lord. Help me, dear Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands wherever you are. If you are at home, lift your hands. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for all these who are listening. I pray. May we be in you. And may we be found faithful. As we start this journey, let these two things, being in Christ and being faithful, be our hallmark. In the name of Jesus, let us be found 
faithful. Your word declares it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Help us to be found faithful in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Put your hands together. I also want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus today. Paul said, I'm writing to them that are in Christ. If you are not in Christ, the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die and after that judgment. If you are not in Christ, unfortunately when you die, you will go to hell. But today, you want to change that thing and make sure that your name is written in the book of life. So wherever you are watching me from, I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you are here, you want Jesus to come into your heart and be the Lord of your life. I also want you to pray this prayer with me. I want you to say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. Jesus is the king of my life. Thank you, Lord, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. Well, how many of you have been blessed by God's word? From today, may you be somebody who will be described as faithful. Regular. Maybe somebody who comes to church regularly. Maybe somebody who locks on to join the service regularly. Not regularly irregular, but regularly. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.